Do you have any questions? Um, no, this is my first time being on this side. So I do um, podcasts for like I for work, but I'm on the other side where I'm coaching lawyers and how to do them. So I've never been in the hot seat before. So oh, really? <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Now I know how they feel. So well, I promise it won't be too scary. I'm a little mean, but I'm not too mean. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can handle a little. <laughs> a little. Perfect. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the same page. If you don't already know me, I'm your host, Jenna Clausen, lover of books, sympathizer of book-to-movie adaptations, and owner of an embarrassingly long TBR list. Each month, I'll be bringing on a bookish friend or two to discuss some of our current and favorite books, as well as a few recent binge-watches, and to share in a buddy read. Grab a drink, join the discussion, and let's find out if we're on the same page. My guest today is my friend Ariana, although she's better known on Bookstagram as Ariana Reads. In addition to her almost two years and 5,000 followers there, Ariana leads the Read Can Lit Book Club, where readers from across the globe get together each month to read and discuss books of all genres written by Canadian authors. You can find all of her social media information, as well as where to follow her, down in the show notes. And with that, let's jump on into the episode. Welcome to the same page. Thank you for coming on and talking books with me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> Your uh, sweatshirt is very cute. I have been looking at it basically since you joined the Zoom call. Amazon. Oh, God, I love Amazon. And especially we were just talking about everything in the world being the way that it is. Amazon is one of the only joys in life right now. Yep. <laughs> it has been a savior. I did a serious loungewear haul at the beginning of when all of this happened oh, I didn't sure. really have anything comfortable to wear. To have work you been from working home. from home and stuff too? So you're needing like nice loungewear? Yeah, it'll be almost a year at the beginning of March. I haven't been in the office and I went from oh, wearing gosh. skirt suits and pantyhose. So right. I don't know if I can go back to that. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Even if tomorrow the world went back to normal, like the only time that I put jeans on is for recording the podcast. And so it's once a week and the rest of the time I'm in leggings and sweats and it's just the, it's going to be tough people having to go back to like business casual or business formal, anything like that. It's going to be a rough transition back sure. into a normal workplace. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to, it's going to take, I don't think I'm prepared yet. <laughs> no. And everyone's probably gained like 30 pounds or something in quarantine. So we're all going to have to rebuy all of our work clothes. It's yeah. going to be a process. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> well, before we dive in, I will, and I give a little bit of information on the book that we're going to discuss next week. Do you want to start us off with what you're drinking? So do you want me to, what I'm drinking right now? Yeah. Or what I'll be drinking next week. So right now I'm being healthy. Um, I have an AHA peach and honey sparkling water. Nice. Because this weekend was not healthy with Valentine's <laughs> Day and a long weekend. So I had a little bit of bubbly. The long got on weekends the are, they don't count. It's kind of like people say um, vacation calories don't count. I feel like long weekend is just the the smaller scale version of vacation calories. Totally. So got in the Peloton before this and figured I should have some sparkling water. And then I like this aha uh -huh, because it makes me sing that song Take On Me in my head when I'm drinking <laughs> it. So, oh, God. Little I'm 80s classic. that song the entire time we're recording now. So thank you for that. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Peach and honey sounds delicious. It's really um, good. I've been really into the sparkling water so exploring different kinds trying to balance the uh, wine and sparkling wine consumption <laughs> but yeah uh, god again especially during quarantine um my husband loves sparkling waters and he will have like four a day if he's just not paying attention he'll just drink them all the time and I'm like yeah I should start doing that but I never do 
And so every once in a while, when I want a drink after dinner, you know, whatever, he will, instead of making me a vodka tonic, he'll make me a vodka and sparkling water. <laughs> Yum. It's actually, it's really good. It's basically try that. just a flavored vodka tonic. Yeah. So I really like the sparkling seltzers, like White Claws and stuff, mm-hmm. but I haven't tried to fashion my own. Those are pretty good, too. (laughs) This whole beginning is going to make me sound like an alcoholic. But we also sometimes, (laughs) if we have like a white wine that we don't really like on its own or we get a really cheap white wine or something, you can mix it with some of the uh, seltzers, the Trulies and stuff that are too sweet on their own. You can mix them and make like a spritzer. It's very good. Okay. I'm totally going to be doing that. (laughs) She's taking notes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Amazon, I, oh, if I can reach it, I have a huge amount of tea because as we were talking about before we started, I, my husband and I just had a very big brunch and I'm very tired and I need lots of caffeine. So I have about two refills in here. (laughs) Um, But I just have, it is a tropical green tea with a cat hair in it. Uh, and I ran out after I, I had this same tea recording last week's episode and I ran out and I told my husband, I was so sad. And he found it on Amazon in a one pound bag. So now I'm going to be drinking a lot of this green tea. (laughs) (laughs) Let me reach behind me here and grab the book. So this next week, I'm not going to go too, too deep into it because we'll do like deep dive next week. But this next week, we are going to be reading Shipped by Angie Hockman. See if it'll focus here. Maybe, maybe not. Um, But for people on the YouTubes, this is what it looks like. Super cute little like beachy vacation looking cover. Um, Publisher is Gallery Books, copyright year 2021. And this paperback copy that I have is 321 pages. Do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about why you chose this book? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for those of you that know me and are watching this, they're going to make everyone I know watch this. Um, you know that <laughs> hey, that's I, what I do. read a ton of thrillers and dark stuff and serious stuff. But I also really, really love rom-coms. Um, emphasis on the calm part of the rom. I need the calm <laughs> there to balance it. I'm not into the as much all the really steamy you're stuff, not but like a bodice that, ripper type person no but when there's that comedy um it really works for me so being february i wanted to make sure i had some romance reads for valentine <laughs> at least one or two at least one that's not about serial killers <laughs> or, or murder things like that to balance it out and balance out my tv which is also primarily Serial Killers, Murderers, plus a rewatch of Dawson's Creek right now. Um, oh, throwback. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> this one really jumped out to me. Um, one of my friends read it and loved it. And it had the whole friends, uh, enemies to lovers, which I really love. And kind of the synopsis reminded me of one of those 2000s rom-coms. Um, yeah. Like 27 Dresses style or something like that. Very that. Um, And that's what what I was in the mood for. So I was excited to pick it up and read with you. Yeah, it sounds like a really fun kind of light February read, which is nice, um, especially after the book that we discussed last week was really tense and really kind of graphic. And so I'm ready for something a little bit more just fun. Uh, you did remind me when you were talking about it that I did not read the back cover, which I usually do. (laughs) I'm fired. So I'm going to do that really quickly. Uh, and then we will jump into getting to know you. Perfect. So it says the unhoneymooners meets the hating game in this clever romantic comedy following a marketing manager who is forced to go on a cruise with her arch nemesis when they're up for the same promotion which I already love. <laughs> right. And it's travel, which we can't do right now. So yeah. <laughs> another gotta, fun element. We've got to get the travel somewhere and it's only through media. Yeah. It's frustrating. Uh, between classes for her MBA and her job at a cruise line, 
marketing manager Henley Evans barely has time for herself. But when she's shortlisted for her dream promotion, all her sacrifices finally seem worth it. The only problem? I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm going to have to look this up. This guy, uh, the offsite social media manager and the bane of her existence, is also up for the promotion. Although they've never met in person, their epic email battles are the stuff of legend. Their boss takes them, wait, takes each of them with a drafting proposal on boosting bookings in the Galapagos. Best proposal wins the promotion. There's just one catch. They have to go on a company cruise to the Galapagos Islands together. But when they meet on the ship, Henley is shocked to discover that Graham? Graham. It gonna, is Graham. I'm going to yeah. go with Graham. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely Graham. <laughs> Perfect. So it, for anyone Unique who doesn't spelling. have the book in front of them, it's spelled G-R-A-E-M-E. So I'm like, I, mm, I'm too tired for that to make sense in my brain. <laughs> Uh, Henley is shocked to discover that Graham is nothing like she imagined, and soon the line between liking and loathing is thinner than a postcard. With her career dreams in sight and a growing attraction to the competition, Henley begins questioning her life choices, because what's the point of working all the time if you never actually live? I love that. I can totally relate to that. (laughs) Yeah, truly. I feel like there's always the one character in the rom-coms that never leaves the office and a lot of the time it's the guy like it's the love interest so I like when it's the main character I don't know so jumping into getting to know you as a reader a little bit I know you read a lot of thrillers do you have any other like favorite genres or a go-to maybe specific sub-genre in thrillers anything like that Absolutely. So I read really across a lot of genres. So thrillers are my go-to and kind of my comfort reading, which is really weird. <laughs> Sounds really weird, but um, there it's really I love them because they really get me out of my own head. Sure. Um, and into the story. And I use reading as a way to relax and decompress from work and stress and things like that. Um, I also am really big in literary fiction, historical fiction, memoirs. Um, so really everything across the board, I've just dabbled into fantasy. Um, so I, I'm not totally there yet. I have all my, um, a court of rows. I'm probably messing all that up. I have the first three. I haven't dug into them yet. <laughs> I've been, Bookstagram made me do it. Oh, truly. Um, that was one of our, for the podcast, January reads was the first one because I knew I needed an excuse to finally read it. <laughs> So I, I'm with you. Bookstagram th- kind of bullied me into it a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. And then one thing that I'm that's also really important to me is supporting Canadian literature. Um, so I do run a, a Read Can Lit Book Club. It's not just for Canadians. We do have some Americans that join. Um, and it's really just showing, I think there's a perception of what Canadian literature is that's so not true. Um, if you look at the book, The Push, that just came mm-hmm. out that's everywhere, that's Can Lit. Um, so really just trying to promote our local authors. They don't always get that publicity, um, sure. and show people the wide variety of voices that we have here in Canada. I love that. What are some of your favorite reads that you've read through that book club? Oh my gosh. We just read, um, for January, a book called Greenwood by Michael Christie. And it may be, I know it's really early to say this, it's definitely going to be a top 20, maybe top 10 <laughs> read. And I'd had it for over a year. I got it in a book box and the description didn't really do too much for me. I was like, oh, it sounds good, important, but I didn't really want to dive into it. And it won sure. the vote. And it is just such a beautiful, epic story. It takes place in Canada, which doesn't always happen. A lot of times writers are convinced to set their stories outside of Canada. So it's a little more relatable to a North American audience. And it's just this epic family saga that ties into environmentalism. And um, I could do a whole podcast about that. (laughs) Um, And Michael was kind enough to join us for Zoom and just hearing his passion even made us even more excited about the book and he was just I love that getting to talk to authors about their books is the most fun it's so cool it doesn't get old never will it doesn't no and it's one thing where 
I feel like even if going into the conversation, you didn't love the book, like it wouldn't have been one of your top 10 or whatever. Getting to hear them talk about their book and something that they're so passionate about always makes me love it a little bit more. Totally. And we went in loving it. And then it went from like 10 to (laughs) earth shattering for everyone. So um, yeah, it was, that is a really big standout. And um, even the book, it's the most sustainable um, book published by a major publisher. So um, it's the detail and the, the physical copy of it is so cool as well. That's awesome. I'll have to take a look at that one. It sounds really interesting. So you were talking about maybe being a little early to pick favorite reads for this year, but do you have any favorite reads from 2020? I am really bad at picking favorites of anything, <laughs> um, but I'll talk, but I definitely have some books that I absolutely positively loved. Um, <laughs> in the thriller um, realm, Wendy Walker, her books are just absolutely amazing. I'm seeing um, you started it um, behind you. I loved that one as oh, well, but yeah. Don't Look Back by Wendy Walker was a was a favorite of mine as well. The girl with the loudening voice was phenomenal. I really want to read that one. Totally, totally recommend it. It's beautiful. Um, the writing, the storytelling, the world that's created there. It's definitely, definitely um, a top one. I feel like I could probably I'm go on and on and on. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm always too indecisive. I know. I really struggle with it. I didn't actually even post any top reads because whenever I put a list together, I'm like, oh, but what about this one? What about that one? Right. And And then you almost feel guilty leaving them off. And you're like, no, but my babies. (laughs) That's exactly how I feel. Um, And I'm so lucky that I have so many great reads. I feel so fortunate that that's a, it's a good problem to have when it's hard to pick, to narrow it down. In my bullet journal, I always do a like book bracket to try and force myself to pick a favorite read or at least the ones that I would pick from. So I have like a list of them. Uh, and <laughs> the last couple of years, I've just had one book from each month. And then I was sitting down with my husband and having a very hard time. And I was like, oh, but I read these two in the same month. And how am I going to pick? I remember October, I read Verity and Cemetery Boys. And I was like, how, how am I going to choose one of these? And so this year I had to make a much bigger bracket. So I I have room for two books per month uh, and it takes up a full two pages in my bullet journal now. (laughs) That's so hard. I mean, I haven't, Verity, whoa, mind blowing, loved it. Um, I haven't read Cemetery Boys, but I've heard it's fantastic. But it's also like, how do you, Sometimes for me, it's a five-star rom-com read. What I want from that is different than a five-star historical fiction read. So I feel like sometimes it's hard to compare those things there. And Mm -hmm. I'm such a mood reader. I really have a hard time sticking to to my TBR (laughs) as much as I try. um, I really am. Like I'll put something down and need to pick it something up just based on what mood I'm in, what kind of reading experience I need at that time. Yeah. People always laugh at me when I post my uh, TBR pages on Instagram. I forgot what that social media platform uh, that I spend all of my time on was called for just a second there uh, on Instagram because there's like a hundred books on it. And I'm like, okay, but here's the thing. I know that there's no chance I'm going to read all of those, but I know that there's books on this list for every mood I could possibly be in and I can just I can pick and I can still technically be following my list I like that approach it's so nice but every month I have people comment like whoa that's so many books and I'm like yeah I read six like seven books last month I'm not going to read this many books (laughs) I don't know man especially February with it being such a short month yeah, it's a weird reading month, and it, I find it is. I've only finished, I think, two books this month. It's been a long one. I don't know. Yeah, for such a short month, it's been a long couple weeks. 
Um, so favorite reads of 2020, do you have any like most anticipated 2021 releases? I'm really excited for Hannah Mary McKinnon's new thriller, You'll Remember Me. Um, mm-hmm. Sister Deer was a favorite of mine last year. She's also Canadian. Um, and I've had a chance to meet her back when we used to be able to go to in-person book events. Um, right. When we could leave the house. <laughs> we could leave the house. So super excited to be reading that. I'm going to be reading it soon. It's out in May. Um, so that's a, a top one for me. Um Six Weeks to Live, Catherine McKenzie, another Canadian thriller writer. Um, so super excited for that. That's actually going to be our book club's May pick because it comes out in April. Um, those are the ones that are popping to the top of my head right now. So I'm obviously in the mood for some thrillers right now because that's right. what's jumping up. <laughs> um, but I know the there's a good just... thing we're reading a frilly rom-com then. <laughs> totally. Um Oh, I am in the rom-com area. I'm super excited for Accidentally Engaged. That's yes. coming out. Yeah. Everyone's been posting their weeks. arcs of that. And I'm like. I just got a net galley. So I'm I'm excited. Oh, I'm going to dig into that. So in the, yeah, in the, in the rom-com area, I'm super excited for that. I need um, to catch up on some reviews for NetGalley first. Yeah, me too. I think everyone's <laughs> looking at me and they're like, of course, we're not going to approve you for things right now. Look at your numbers. I know. It's a never-ending battle because when I'm on there reviewing, that's when you see other books you want. And so easy just to click. It's honestly harder not to. It really is. Request books. <laughs> you should be able to, like, turn off the request button so you can go in there and review. and right. Put, like, a parental control on it. Like, I need no it. books until you get to 60%. Yeah. I'm trying to get to 50 right now. Um, I know. I'm a... What was I? I the last time I looked, I was at I want to say like fifty one percent, um, but that was a while ago. <laughs> Sometimes I don't look because it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, I was at forty four, and then I read and reviewed a few over the weekend. But then, of course, I got approved, so nothing changed. <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> and it and it's one thing when I have a physical book like sitting on my shelf or sitting on my book cart and I can see it and I can mentally be like oh because I see this I know I need to read this still yeah and then they're all on my kindle and it's just it's so easy to forget that they're there it's so easy and I have a Kindle and a Kobo because Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't access the library in, on a Kindle here. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, so Libby, um, all those um, apps, they only work on Kobos in Canada. Hmm. So I only had a Kobo for the longest time, but then... I started getting into net galleys and I found I wasn't reading them on my tablet because it was annoying. They expired really fast. They did. Um, and in the screen wasn't great <laughs> in theory. <laughs> so I finally invested in a Kindle as well, for, primarily for net galleys. But now I have these two, two devices. So I'm even more distracted about what's on what. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's on what. <laughs> right. When you travel, do you have to take both with you? Um, I actually usually do. I used to travel a lot for work back in the mm-hmm. day um, when travel was was a thing. Yeah. Um, so I would usually bring both and my tablet to watch stuff on, plus physical books. I'm not a light packer. I'm not, <laughs> not even. Like, I was going to say, my husband matter. always <laughs> makes faces at me as we're like walking through the airport again. Back when travel wasn't figment of our imagination um and we'd be walking through the airport and I'd be like oh babe my backpack like my carry-on is so heavy why do I always do this because it'll have my laptop in it so that I can do blog stuff if I need to or like uh shop stuff for my Etsy I'll have my Kindle and all of my chargers and then I will have at least three physical books <laughs> he's well, like yeah I wonder photo why ops, my back always right? hurts Right. And You're a going lot of somewhere time, you need the photos. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Someone understands. 
And a lot of the time it's me going back home to Washington where my family is and like visiting my parents or whatever and going from the desert to Washington state, the most beautiful green place in the world. (laughs) Apparently I'm a Missing the West Coast a bit. I have an Oregon shirt and a Seattle mug today. (laughs) But um, going to this beautiful place, I'm like, well, I have to take all of these books that have trees on the covers so that I can take pictures (laughs) where it makes sense. Absolutely. (laughs) Like I can totally pack just a carry on when it comes to all my other needs, but then I'll have like a giant bag just of books as my the the rolling bag that you check is (laughs) all books. Yeah. Um, so what are you reading right now? Do you want to tell us like your last read, your current read and your next read? I know you said you're a bit of a mood reader, but yeah, so I, I just finished, um, a book this morning, Dark Horses. It comes out tomorrow. It was really, really, really heavy. Um, a little similar, um, to my Dark Vanessa. So lots of trigger mm-hmm. warnings there, um, with this. It's not an easy read. It does deal with um, incest and sexual abuse and grooming. Um, I'm really glad I read it, but it has taken a lot out of me and I haven't been able to put my review together yet because I need to take some time to decompress and articulate, um, what I'm thinking there. So, um, that was this morning. So I think I'm going to start accidentally engaged this afternoon. Um, or I guess tonight as a bit of a, a bit of a palate cleanser. (laughs) Um, and then I'm going to tackle Annette Galley. Don't know which one it's going to be yet, but I'm going to jump into that. (laughs) And I'm also reading, I'm, I read a lot, multiple books at once. I'm also reading The Pull of the Stars by Emma Donahue. So that's a, um, a book club pick for February. So I need to get on that taking me a little bit longer to get into the writing so there's no quotation marks so it oh, always takes me a little bit of time to adjust um to that I'm I'm in that point where I'm into it now so I'll probably see what but it's also serious so I'll, I'll see where the evening takes me but that's that's fair yeah I'm really bad about reading multiple books usually I stick to one book per uh medium at a time. So like I'll have a physical book, an ebook, and an audiobook. But sometimes I'm not in the mood for any of those. And so and yeah. so I pick up a different one. And I try really hard not to do that because I feel so guilty. <laughs> it's like I'm cheating on the books that I'm already reading, but I just I'm I'm very bad about it. I'm so bad. I try to stick to one per genre. Mm. I throw medium out the out of the window (laughs) but try not to read two thrillers at once because then I start to get confused yeah or two historical fiction at once oh gosh talk about confusing I'm reading two regency romances right now I have been he bought me the Bridgerton books for Valentine's Day okay that's a great present I haven't dived into them yet but I have some friends who absolutely swear by them I love that time period so Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have to dig in. I'm excited. I'm excited. I only got like 20 pages in before I passed out yesterday. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then I got some book mail too. So I also have a stack of books that I need to <laughs> look at here. So my next read is a mystery. <laughs> Who knows? That's fair. We'll see which one uh, you feel like you need to finish first. And then you'll yeah. start that one first. I have, I made the mistake of, so I have a monthly buddy read that I have decided to lead for 2021 where I'm like reading classics that either I haven't read since I was like 14, 15, or that we didn't read in my high school. So like I never read them. And I always in my stories put two options and have people vote on them. And so people voted and one of them won and then nobody signed up for it. So I was like, okay, people tell me if you want to be in this. Otherwise, I'm going to do this other one instead because people also voted for that one. So maybe they'll join that one. And then people were like, I'll do both actually. Yeah. And so now I just have two. And so <laughs> I haven't started either of them yet. What, what are they? Um, so one is The Scarlet Letter. 
Okay. Which I have not read. And then the other one is Emma, which is at least a reread for me. Uh, which that was the one that's like, if no one joins the Scarlet Letter, like, that's fine. Y'all voted for it. But if no one joins, I will do Emma because that's a more <laughs> a fun Valentine's Day read anyway. Uh, but yeah, so I have to probably start the <laughs> in the next Probably a good idea. I read the Scarlet Letter in school, but I... Oh my gosh, that was probably high school. So that was a long, long time ago. Yeah, we didn't read that one in high school for some reason. I'm not quite sure why, but it's pretty short at least. I want to say it's only 200 something pages. Yeah, it's not one of the. the It's not one of the like epics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we've talked about favorite genres, favorite reads. Uh, Do you, are you someone that like sets reading goals for the year? Um, yes-ish. I feel like I, my answer is always kind of, not really. (laughs) Um, I set more, um, I'm like, I'm not really numbers focused. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really focused on making sure that I'm reading consciously and paying attention to the books I'm reading. As I'm saying, I'm such a mood reader. Um, I am still at the same time making sure that the stuff that's around me, that I am being conscious of what I'm consuming. And um, I have goals from that perspective. Sure. Um, as, as more so than I want to read 200 books this year. I'd rather read quality over quantity. And sometimes those more, imp- sometimes those important reads are, they take longer to read. Yeah. Um, I read The Yellow Wife as part of a read-along last week, and it is going to be one of my top books this year, for sure. It I've is, heard really good things about that oh, one. Yeah, it's actually in front of me right now, because I, I still haven't been able to do my review yet. Um, God, the cover is gorgeous, too. The cover is stunning, and the, even just um, the material is absolutely fantastic, and I'm still struggling to put my words together on it. Um, but it is phenomenal. Um, but I can read a thriller in an afternoon. And I read this over seven days because I was digesting it in yeah. pieces. So I remember um, last year I read The Hate You Give for the first time. And it's technically a YA, a YA book. And so I picked it up and I was like, this will probably be a really quick read. I'll like read it in a day or two, depending on how much time I'm like putting towards reading it. And it took me about a week and a half, two weeks to read just because there was so much happening and so much going on. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely feel that. I feel like sometimes it feels like you're doing a book a disservice if you try and get through it too quickly. Totally. And and with this one, that was actually, I I put all my other books aside. That's probably why I'm super behind on some other (laughs) things because... I didn't feel like reading something else. I didn't want to get out of the story mm-hmm. and out of the world. And um, it, I, I totally recommend it. And I just need to get my thoughts together and have to articulate the re- experience and, of the book. But it was, uh, it's just beautiful. Everyone read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to read your review. Like I said, I've heard amazing things about that one. That's one that... This week specifically, I feel like, but the past couple weeks, you can't really scroll through uh, Instagram. I almost said Facebook. Why Why do I keep forgetting <laughs> what Instagram is called? Uh, you can't really scroll through Instagram without seeing that one right now. It is everywhere and everyone's saying really great things about it. So that's definitely on my list once I catch up with a couple things I already have in my home. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all so deserved and it's... Sometimes Bookstagram jumps on books and they take over and you're like, oh, that was it? This is not one of them. This is one where I don't think any of us can do it justice in an Instagram post. Yeah. Um, but the fact that you're, it, it's getting out there and more people will read it is fantastic. So what was the last book that Bookstagram kind of convinced you to read that was a little bit of a letdown? Maybe didn't live up to all the hype? Good question. I'm trying to think what Bookstagram has made me read that I didn't like. For me, I feel like the last one was Leave the World Behind. I saw that everywhere. I haven't read it, but I did hear really mixed things about it. Yeah. 
I don't remember the author's name off the top of my head, but I got it on audio from Libro FM and everyone was talking about how amazing it was. And that one, it, it was a bit strange for me. Um, and I mean, it's about a pandemic and came out during a pandemic, which yeah. takes a long time to write books and get them published. So that wasn't planned probably, but it was a lot. <laughs> I think um I read the divines recently that Buckster I wouldn't have read if it wasn't for Buckstagram. I love books set up boarding schools or schools. The Secret History is one of my favorites. Um and this one was a little bit of a letdown. The cover was gorgeous and like the sum and the synopsis, I was like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be a favorite read, but um it was a, it was fine, but it wasn't it just wasn't everything you were hoping for. The it was the ending mostly, so I won't Oh yeah, that that kills me when you're enjoying a book and then you get to the last like hundred pages and you're just like, oh, okay. I'm so glad I read it. I think I'm at the point where I'm I'm very lucky that I'm that I'm choosing, but I'm not reading stuff that I really don't like, Mm -hmm. um, which is great because there's so so many books, so little time. So I think I've gotten to the point where I'm able to pick stuff that I'll whether they are going to have that impact like Yellow Wife or be a quick thriller that gets my mind off what's going on, but I'll never think about again. Um, those all serve their own purposes. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's too. It's it's hard for me not to finish a book. I think it goes back to my undergrad English major days where you really did have to finish everything. Yeah. But I really am looking, reading is such a release for me right now and a way to relieve stress and tension. Yeah. Um, that we I all am... have tons of that going on. <laughs> yeah, so I am trying to be more kind to myself and put books down if it's not the right time. And sometimes it's just not the right time for me mm-hmm. um, personally. A subject may hit too close to home, and I just don't have the capacity to add that on right now. And I'm we're super privileged that like I I am super privileged that I can put the book down and walk out of that world. That's not the case for um, everyone. So. I, I don't take that for granted at all, um, but there's just, there's so many wonderful books out there and so many ways to learn and experience. It's just, we're, we're so lucky. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I have only a couple more questions. Okay. So what was your last either book or like book series that you just could not put down completely binged through? Good. I'm like looking around <laughs> at my bookshelves right now. I do that sometimes too. I'll look behind me like, what What do I have? What are books? Um, so series-wise, La- Lars Kepler, um, Nordic Noir. Okay. Can't put them down. Um, the latest one came out last December, Lazarus, and it was so good. Um, and one of my friends, Sonica, the Reading Beauty, she hosted um, – a reading of all the books in advance of it. I'd already read them, but I hadn't read them with anyone because I read them before Bookstagram. Shocking. (laughs) Life existed before. So it was fun to chat about them. Um, And I actually ended up rereading my favorite out of it in preparation. So that was, I would say, the last one where I was like, okay, like, where's the next one? Give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love that. And that's such an interesting subgenre. Like, I love a film noir, like, movie, but something about reading it is so cool. And it's just, it's a really fun subgenre for mystery, I think. Yeah, I love it. Sorry, I have a, like, list on my phone because I always end up forgetting one. And I'm sitting here like, what was I going to talk about? I don't know. Uh, the caffeine hasn't quite kicked in yet, I suppose. <laughs> so do you have any like major binge watches, like shows that you will watch over and over again or that I watched Bridgerton in a day, like that kind of thing? Yes. Um, I somehow have time to read and watch an excessive amount of television. Um, <laughs> lockdown and no children give me a little bit of time. Um, right. <laughs> and not being, I'm a, 
corporate event planner. So normally I would be traveling and at events a lot. So I have all this new time in the evening that I, <laughs> I'm not used to having. Um, so currently binging Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, my fiance, Eric, in the back. Say, wave. Um, has never seen Dawson's Creek. So um, this making is his him first live experience. Through it with you. He is the one requesting it now, not oh. me. Um, so that's been really, really fun. Um, we always go back to Law and Order as well. And the classic or one the of cla- those spinoffs? No, classic. Need be. Lenny. I need Lenny. Um, <laughs> need Jerry Orbach. Love him. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much anything that gets popular <laughs> comes on. I dive right into um the undoing was so good with Nicole Kidman and yeah. um I'm drawing a blank Hugh Grant and then I read the book and it was so different oh really um, yeah. I haven't watched that one but yeah everyone was watching that for a bit so good I actually I liked the show better <laughs> Than the book, and I don't know if it's because I read the book after. Um, we, the flight attendant was another. Um, Ooh, that one's on my list. I think so that will good. be right up my alley. Like one of those, like literally, could not stop. Need it right now. Give me the next episode. And they teased it where the first. I don't know if this is. Sometimes shows come out different in Canada. Um, mm. So when it first came out, the first three episodes were all out at once. So we got in this pattern and then it stopped and then it became oh, no. I'm like, no, <laughs> you That's like, me um, in. <laughs> my husband and I are watching WandaVision right now because who isn't basically. And it's wild. But yeah, that show did it too, where I want to say the first two episodes came out together. And then since then it's been once a week and we're like, okay, but is it Friday yet? <laughs> we're just like, I know. It's like the only way I can keep track of down. the days sometimes. <laughs> it's the only reason that I uh, remember what day of the week it is yeah I know I need to check that one out um and then I'm gonna we're gonna watch that oh did the night stalker Mm. um true crime documentary it's really good very creepy we've been watching a lot of true crime documentaries not sure what it is about them that are weirdly comforting right now but I agree. Maybe it's that there's worse things that could be happening. Right. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't it's need true. to laugh. That might I, be I, it. But. I feel like I shouldn't laugh. I mean, true. Like, this is real stuff, but it does. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that I go to thrillers sometimes as a relaxation as it takes you out. And yeah. It's a good distraction, if nothing it's a good else. Distraction. Yeah. And I'm a big true crime podcast listener, too. My favorite murder. I haven't listened to that in a while. That was my gateway one. Oh, it's so and I've good. gone a little more serious now in mine. So oh, a little really? less on the comp, be more on the like investigative stuff. Sure. So I'll have good. to go back and, and say hello to the old friends. <laughs> <laughs> that was another book that was really fun. Um, I actually haven't listened to that one in a while because ironically enough I, I am not listening to very many podcasts right now go figure um, <laughs> but yeah that is whenever I'm on a podcast like kick that is a go-to one for me there's fun yeah they feel like girlfriends you know like oh we're just we're chatting we're at brunch talking about these serial killers the norm yeah and then last question for you do you have any favorite like book to movie or book to TV show adaptations? So, I mean, I, I did really love um, the flight attendant that I'm doing, but I, I've big little lies was really well done for me. Yeah. And the fact that they were able to make a second season out of when there's no book and have it feel within the same tone. I thought they did a fantastic job with that. I loved, loved the show. Love I find that. I like, book to tv more than book to movie i think because there's more time to actually dive into things I where the movie feels sometimes like they feel can they can stick to it more yeah yeah and then for completely um different takes 
Um, you might, it's funny, you mentioned Emma. Clueless is the most brilliant adaptation of Emma ever. It's so good. It's so good. It is so good. Um, it doesn't get old. I love all of my, like, the 10 things I hate about you. She's the yes. man is such a good 12th night. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen that one in so long. <laughs> we rewatched it over the holidays and making Eric watch all of my 2000s favorites but I love it my husband just, and I watched oh. bring it on a few days ago <laughs> Ooh, we have not done that one it's really fun my uh book clubs I was talking about so last month we read Jane Eyre and at the end of the month we did like a virtual movie night where we watched the I want to say 2011 uh version of it with uh Michael Fassbender and Mia I cannot think of her last name but uh, oh, Alice from the yeah, live yeah, action yeah. Alice Wonderland. Yeah, I know exactly um, who you mean. I can picture I, her. I can never remember her last name. I'm the worst. But we watched that one. And now I feel like with my Emma buddy read, we're going to have to like fight it out to see if we watch the new adaptation from last year or if we watch Clueless because they're both so good. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh my gosh, now I want to watch Clueless. <laughs> I know, me too. Go downstairs have, after this, be like, hey Nick, I know what we're going to watch today. Um, yeah. <laughs> have you read The Wife Upstairs? No, uh, oh my gosh. So I was waiting until after I finished Jane Eyre to start that one. I have it on audio. Um, but this last month, it was my first read of Jane Eyre. That's another okay. one that we never read when I was younger. And so... I'm right now listening to um, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. And so as soon as I finish that, The Wife Upstairs is my next audiobook. But I, just, I haven't started it yet. I'm so excited. It's good. You'll get more out of it, too, having read Jane Eyre um, yeah. first. And Wide Sargasso Sea is another that is the perspective of um, – Mrs. Rochester, whose name is escaping me right now. Oh, I really? I haven't read Jane Eyre in a while. Um, it's really short. Um, and I loved it. I read it in school, in university. Um, but it's really interesting. So it's a totally different perspective if you're looking to add to the Jane Eyre-inspired Absolutely. What was that section. one called? Wide Sargasso Sea. Hold on. I think it's actually... I'm near my classic section. <laughs> like, oh, there we go. Interesting. So yeah, I'll have to check Jane that out. Right? It's only, oh, you can see all my, gosh, my universe. it's under 200 pages. Love that. Yeah. I haven't read basically anything in the past week and a half, so I need some short reads to, like, catch back up on my my reading goal for the month so I don't end up having read three books but yeah I think that is about it do you have any other fun like bookish thoughts or books that you want to talk about I feel like I have all of these thoughts <laughs> <laughs> um no it's just it's been so fun to chat with you and um read Canadian books people they're awesome <laughs> <laughs> absolutely all of the books as always uh that we are mentioning or talking about are going to be in the show notes. Awesome. So I will put an asterisk or something next to the ones that she said were uh, Canadian lit. If y'all want to listen to that, support different types of authors. I think that's awesome. I think you'll be surprised to see some of what some of your favorite authors are actually Canadian. So that's true. And you were talking about, um, a lot of the time them being convinced to set the books elsewhere. Uh, isn't that the case with The Simple Wild? Wasn't K.A. Tucker going to set that in Canada and then ended up moving it to Alaska? I believe so. I'm not 100% sure. She is a fantastic Canadian author. She's joined um, our Canadian um, book enablers. We have a little group there, some chats, and she's just so lovely and so fun. Um, yeah, so that's one. Um a lot of thrillers get moved into generic American places. Sure. Um, but it definitely, I don't fault them for it at all. Getting something published is so hard. Yeah. Um, and if that's what needs to happen 
to get their work out there. I totally get it. Um, but hopefully we can move into people wanting to read about Canada. Sounds interesting. I may have to worm my way into this book club. Um, You're totally welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you want to tell people where they can follow you? Absolutely. So I'm Ariana, A-R-I-A-N-N-A dot reads over on Instagram. Um, And I would love to see you all there um, and talk books. Her feed is beautiful. Definitely worth the follow. Uh, Thank you. And again, as always, her information will also be in those show notes. Go check her out. And she will be back next week also when we discuss Shipped, which I am quite excited about. Um, And just really quickly, I will go ahead and wrap up the episode itself. So you can email me for the podcast anytime at the same page pod at gmail.com. If you have any books you think we should read for the podcast, any questions, collaboration requests, or if you've read any of our upcoming books and have uh, discussion points you'd like included, send me an email. I'd love for you folks to be a part of those discussions with my guests and I. If you want to reach out to me separately, you can find my blog that hosts all of my tours, reviews, all that jazz at tacklingtbr.home.blog and on Instagram at tackling underscore TBR. And as for the podcast, you can find and connect with us on Instagram at the same page podcast, on Twitter at the same page pod, and you can find us on both Facebook and YouTube just by searching for the same page podcast. And then the last thing that I always say, y'all are going to get real tired of hearing it, um, is if you are listening to the podcast and you like what you hear, thank you. Uh, If you were to decide to go to Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you're listening and subscribing, leaving a positive rating and even leaving your thoughts in a review, it would only take a minute or two and it really helps get small shows introduced to more bookish folks. And with that, thank you again for joining me. I will see you next week. I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Thank you.